Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, what do you do when your child experiences unexplained sounds in the middle of the night and it's not Santa Claus? Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. About to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. And it is 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. And uh, if you like the show, hey, consider giving yourself or someone who loves ghosts the gift of ghosts an EPP membership, a yearly membership. You get one month free. And you get a whole bunch of other bonuses with that. Uh, check it out. Ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. When you sign up to be an extra podcast person in EPP, you get access to advanced episodes of the show, uh, all commercial free, the archive, which is the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories, and bonus EPP episodes every single week exclusively for you as an extra podcast person. All of it ad free. Binge away. And you've got ghost stories. You could probably listen nonstop, 24-7. And you might get meh, probably to Valentine's Day. I think probably about that if you listened nonstop. If you did the whole archive 24-7, didn't sleep till Valentine's Day, that would take a lot of like meditation. I don't know how you do it. But um, that, it's probably about as much audio as there is there. So Happy Lots. New Year. Uh, we're not there quite yet, December 14th. I know, but still, I'm just going to continue to say a holiday every single time yes. that I'm on the show. So. We're, we're almost to Christmas. We are almost there. Um, and I, I've been looking around, uh, but you know what? I cannot find any place where you can go sit on Krampus's lap and tell him what you want this year. Why Krampus? Why Why not Krampus is really what I'm asking. Why Why? Why only Santa? Why can't we have Krampus visit some department stores? The only thing stores? that I do to Krampus instead of sitting on his like mm-hmm. leg, so I was like telling him what I want for Christmas. Uh, I'd rather take a knife and inject it into his chest. You what? You want to kill Krampus? Yes. Well, here's here's the um uh the interesting thing about Krampus, and here's where I think it could be really entertaining. <laughs> You, you, as children, you just you go to Krampus with your grudges against other things and people, and you ask Krampus, you tell Krampus well, how to, how it should be resolved, and you want Krampus to get involved, and what they should do to the other person. That would be hilarious. Hearing little children say, "Yeah, Billy did this." I don't think children's are named Billy anymore, but for the sake of it, Billy said this to me, and then it's like. I want you to, you know, shove him down the chimney. I can only imagine. <laughs> like, there'd be so many parents sitting there in just horror with their jaws dropping as, like, the child describes, like, a murder-suicide scene from Dateline. <laughs> like, how do you know that, Keith Morrison? <laughs> but um, it um, it would be entertaining. Wouldn't that? Well, I know someone very special that I go to Krampus about. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories. 
with us. Let's go over to our uh, first uh, letter of the day. It says, what do you do when your child experiences unexplained sounds in the middle of the night? That's what we ask as we dive into this one. So I've always been interested in anything paranormal, but I never had any encounters until moving into our newly built house six years ago, which since have had many unexplained events happen. In the middle of the afternoon, shortly after moving in, me and my daughter saw a man walk through the house and leave through a glass door without opening it. He did not look scary or dead at all. He didn't seem to notice us or care that we were there. We've also had decorations fly off the walls in the middle of the night with a nail. And it's still intact. I've also felt a cold hand rub my leg while lying on the couch with nobody there. My husband and son have heard voices in an empty room. Surprising they even noticed as they're not believers in ghosts. All these experiences feel normal compared to the worst one happened about a year ago. I should also mention that our house, although brand new, has a historical cemetery at the entrance, which may or may not contribute to the spirits present. It started with me and my, my daughter kept hearing swirling type sounds in the middle of the night, sometimes in my room bathroom and sometimes in the living room which is when my daughter would hear it neither was ever had the guts to investigate it then one evening i answered a phone call on my cell phone from a co-worker when i answered the phone there was nobody there she then called again and said she heard a woman screaming at the top of her lungs in her ear and she thought i was pranking her or something the next day i saw the same co-worker in a staff meeting and she told me that when the woman screaming on the phone happened she had a flash of this really creepy lady with straight black hair and black eyes, and she felt disturbed by it. The same time that I was in the meeting, my daughter was in one of her high school classes and put her earbuds in about to play music on the phone after taking a test when she says she heard two women screaming in her ear. When this happened, she immediately felt the feeling of overwhelming dread and sadness. She said it was so overwhelming, she started crying and ran out of the classroom. Two days later, on a very early Saturday morning around 5 a.m., my daughter heard the swirling in the living room really loudly. She was scared, so she texted my phone. I was asleep, but the dinging sound awoke me, and I read the text. Set my phone down and closed my eyes when these two women attacked me. It felt like how sleep paralysis is described. I could not move or scream, but I could see these two women with straight, greasy black hair. Their eyes looked black and empty. They were wearing white nightgowns that were long-sleeved and lacy. Their flesh was rotted, looking like they were just stare, uh, staring intently at me. With a sensation of falling into the black pit, overtook me. My husband was asleep beside me, and I was trying hard to scream so he could help, but all that would come out was a whimper. Finally, it all just stopped. I was able to move and talk normally again. I immediately went into a panic mode, thinking there must be really bad spirits or evil in this house. So I called a psychic from a podcast I listened to that has a paranormal investigation business about an hour away. She called me back a few hours later and explained that she doesn't think they're evil spirits. They're desperately trying to get our attention. She says she could get them to move on by sending her some pictures of cemetery, since I think that's where they came from. That was the last time I saw these two female spirits or heard any swirling sounds in the house. I do not believe that this was sleep paralysis as I had a different spirit do the same sort of thing to me, but in a less threatening or scary way. The second time this happened, I woke up around 3 a.m. My husband was out of town and I was sleeping with my hall light on and my bedroom door open for comfort from the dark. 
When I woke up, I looked at the bedroom door and there stood a man with hair combed over to the side, a smirky type smile on his face, and he was in a box from his biceps down. He mentioned or motioned with his head several times for me to get up and follow him to the living room, which I did not. I felt like I couldn't move, not sure if I was paralyzed by the shock of it or another sleep paralysis type event. He did, not, he did not speak or even attempt to talk to me. I later thought about this man in the box and realized that he was probably trying to show me he wouldn't harm me by making himself bound inside this box. Sometimes I wish I wasn't so chicken that night and followed him into the living room. I've Googled and searched for people that have had similar experiences but haven't found much on it until I heard your podcast today and a woman called and shared her paralysis type experience. Very glad I'm not the only one this happened to. Thank you for the great podcast. I'll be a listener forever now. Two women attacking you. That doesn't sound great at all. It's just great you make jingles like I do. <laughs> <sighs> it's just insane. I'm going to be like 40 and you'll be like, what, like 60 or something? When you're 40? Yeah. Well, I'm 30 years older than you. So they're 56. I'll be 70. Uh, you'll be 70. Yeah. And I'll be like... Let's go get some McDonald's. <laughs> and we'll still be sitting here in this office and you'll be still living in your room upstairs <laughs> and I'll be coming out here with my cane like, let's do a ghost show. <laughs> and you're like, can I swear yet, Dad? No. What if children are listening? Only I can swear on my episodes. But Dad, I'm 40. I'll always be seven to me. That's <laughs> That's how it's going to go. Yeah. Just so you're aware. I just realized that all the children on this, uh, that are probably like listening mm -hmm. to this right now, by the time that happens, they'll be like, what, like in their mid 20s or something? If they're that young. <laughs> you're young. <laughs> you're, I'm you're, nine. You're, yes, you're nine. So they're like, we're talking <laughs> like, guys are like two or three years younger than you? Like, what are we talking here? Yes, I'm so, talking no, like so, five-year-olds. So so by the time you're 40, you think they'll be in their 20s. Yes. Not how math works, my dear. <laughs> Again, the public school system. You, you get A's in math. I do. No, if you're talking just a few years younger, so let's say you're 40, somebody who's like two or three years you know, younger than you would be? 30-something. Exactly, yeah. But I'm sure those people will be like, I wish I was that much younger, but no, you gotta, you know. Uh, yeah. 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. To share your real ghost stories with us, let's go and grab another caller and hear this ghost story. I'm talking really slow because I'm loading the phone call. We oh, Okay, stand by. Here we go. Hi. Hey, Tony and the gang. Um, <clears throat> so I kind of fell off of listening to the show, but I picked it back up for October because I was just like, what a better way to start off Halloween month than with Ghost Story. So I've been catching up since then, and I've just been playing them and going back. Um, and I heard my story, and uh, of course I saved the episode. Um, super excited! <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> thank you for um, playing it. I um, 
it was just, it was funny. It was funny to me. <laughs> Shitting a brick. I was okay. <laughs> I, 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 I never thought about um, if this is a like a regular thing that people say or whatever. I don't know how you made it sound just like hilarious, I guess. Anyway, so I have plenty of stories that I've wanted to call in and, um, you know, uh, that, uh, I can't get my words together. So my child, my youngest child, I think he's sensitive to the spirit world. Um, and there's been like two occasions where I've, um, not experienced it with him, but like gotten like the after part of it or whatever. Anyway, so we were visiting Mexico like in 2018 and, um, uh, my grandpa had, uh, moved down to like a coastal town and my mom was like, well, you should go over there and visit. You know, there's a, his brother lives out there. He's living with his brother. You should visit them. You've never met them. That'd be a good opportunity to go meet, you know, my mom's side of the family and whatnot. Anyway, and my kids, uh, this was going to be their first time meeting my grandpa. And so my youngest is named Lorenzo and my grandpa's name, I named him after my grandpa. So, so when we go visit, you know, it's a good, a good old time and whatnot. Super hot. I mean, it was hot, hot in the summer. Like a southern, um, just moisture in the air. It was just icky, sticky. It was just gross. Anyway, but it was a fun time. So I think it was like on the second night that we were there. Cause we were only there for like three nights. It was on the second night that um so we were like again we were sleeping in the living room and um um no air mattress or anything so we were just sleeping on the floor on top of like uh you know covers or whatever and it wasn't a big deal because i mean you know it's just for a a few days like thought right um so i don't even know but like in the middle of the night he wake or he woke me up and he was crying, you know, his scary crying, like he's scared. And I was like, oh, you know, here we go again. Like something's going on, something's scaring him and it's going to freak me out like, you know, it had before. And, um, what, so what happened, um, my aunt had a chihuahua, just a tiny little you know, well, a little thing. I don't really like chihuahuas, but this was a cute little, uh, sweet dog. Usually they're not. Anyway, so this, so this thing was just barking at like the wall or the door, you know, to go outside, the front door. And, um, and I had shushed it and I patted the floor next to me or whatever. So it'll just, you know, calm down like come here right and so it did it chilled it and it sat there or laid down with me or whatever and so um I go back to sleep and not even like 10 minutes later here here goes my child because he's going to right Lorenzo starts crying and I'm like hey you know hey what's wrong <clears throat> he's like scared and I'm just like wait what is it 
And he's like, I'm, I'm scared. And I was like, okay. So I was like, hey, do you want the dog over here? So it'll, you know, so it'll keep you company. So it'll keep you safe. You know, he's been barking at something. I don't know what. Um, sure, it'll, it'll protect you. You want the dog right over here? And he's like, yeah. And so I had the dog, you know, move over near him and just chill. And so we go back to sleep and he's like, fine. He's like better, right? In the morning, I'm just like, we're going to go get, like, a milkshake or something from downtown or gift or whatever. And so we're walking, and I'm like, hey, what's the, tell me what happened. You know, um, what did you see? Did you see something? And he's like, yeah. You know, he's like, I saw a man, and he was standing over there by the kitchen uh, doorway, like, threshold, I guess. And... Um, and he had blood on his face. And I was like, you blood on his face? You know, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, it was like dripping down his face. Like I couldn't see his face because it was, there was blood on it. I couldn't see what he looked like or, or if, you know, I just couldn't tell. But I know that he had blood on his face and it was just standing there. <clears throat> and I'm just, um, I'm like, oh, okay. All right, you know, um, we'll, we'll, you know, I'll, I'll ask my aunt about it. I thought to myself, so we go back to the house and, um, the kids go outside and, and to play, right? Cause I don't want him thinking about it for the rest of the day and then just having it on his brain during the night thinking he might see it or I don't know, try to, you know, like I didn't want him with those thoughts, you know, and, and. I don't want to say invite, but like invite it back again or whatever. I just, I didn't like that, <clears throat> the idea of him having that on his brain anymore. So I had him go outside and play and I went over to my aunt. She's an older lady, grandma age. I mean, she's old. And I was like, hey, um, is there like, is there anything like a ghost or something that roams like a spirit or uh, something in here have you seen anything and she's like oh and she smiled a little and I was just like oh she's smiling right in my head I was like no right and so she's like oh you saw it too and I was like hold the phone no I said no ma'am I, I didn't see it I uh, my child saw it but I said uh, I said that she he said that he saw it over there by the by the kitchen doorway and um he couldn't see his face but he saw it, it was bloody and she's like oh okay she's like other people have seen it too but they only say that they see shadows and i was like oh my god and so she said she said um that spirit when they don't wait when you don't see their faces it's because they don't allow you to or because it's it's they feel shame or something or it's something has to do with shame or i don't know but like i was like oh lord i was like um well is there any way that we could get like a hotel somewhere or um you know have a different sleeping arrangement i mean i don't want to kick anybody out of their room or anything but you know I, i'm kind of scared of it messing with him this time around tonight or whatever and she's like well we'll we'll set you up in my room and all that jazz and so that night we went in there and slept 
and it was fine. And other than it was like super hot, it was hard to sleep because I can't, I can't feel right. And it's, it's in Mexico. And so it's not like it's uh, a state of the art or anything like that, you know, I'm pretty much fans and that's pretty much it. Open a window and that, that's your air conditioning. And so, I mean, it was just hard to sleep, but I could hear the dog again, you know, it was just barking, barking. And, and it, the dog barked literally every, well, every night that I was there, it would bark at the same time in the middle of the night at the same space in the, you know, the same thing. And I'm just like, Oh Lord, this place is haunted. We need to like leave a sap and, um, and then just say bye, you know, nice to meet you. I'll see you. And that was my thought. Like, that's the plan in the morning. We're just dipping out of here. And so the next morning, you know, um, she had family over, um, her family, she's my aunt so she's married to my uncle who's um related to my grandpa so she's like on the other side of that side uh, it's a whole different story anyway so she had like uh uh what do you call them grandkids there about the same age as my kids or whatever and they said that they woke up in the middle of the night with the dog barking but they didn't you know it was just like I couldn't sleep I was just restless something was weird but they never said that they saw anything but I'm sure it was the same energy and um, I was like no no this is it we're gone I am out of here and so I bought like bus tickets back to like where my parents are from like the hometown and that was like three hours away. And so I was just like, we're leaving. As soon as I get these bus tickets, we are out of here. Let me get a cab and just dip. But the thing was, before we left, she had done like this. Um, we call it a sobada, which means um, uh, kind of like a healing ritual, if you will. Um um I can't explain it. Like, she had me go buy a, a pork fat candle, if that makes sense. It's a candle made of, you know, lard, I guess, or pork fat. And um, and she lit it and she did, like, some kind of prayer and, like, she was rubbing on his um, wrist. And she said, he's seen some things. He's he's this isn't his first time and I was like you know I was jaw dropped because I was like oh and she's like wow this lady like knows some things or she's a bruja or I don't know what's really going on this is some old you know magic or something I don't know these old um, uh, healing rituals or something I don't know but she knew it she was like this isn't his first time he's been scared before he's still scared like that he still holds it with him. And I was just like, oh, my God, you know, because since that since that happening, he hasn't said anything to me since then. But I know he's scared of the dark. I know that. And uh, and that's where the call uh, runs out of time. Uh, but uh, pork fat candles is what. <laughs> <laughs> What is it? Does that give it off a bacony type smell for the candle, or is it the man with the blood covered face? Um, anyway, it's uh, lots of things to impact there. Um, thoughts? Bloody murder, mm-hmm. <laughs> man thing. Yeah. I don't know. 
Uh, I agree with you for getting out of that house. I feel like I would have done the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but seriously, when your child sees a man with blood covering his face, you know to take that child and run. Yeah, that's not usually, uh, you know, imaginary friend territory. I don't really think that I, I want to be friends with uh, him. So if the, the man with blood all over his face just showed up and just wanted to hang, you would be like, mm, sorry, no, I'm not going to do it. Uh, yeah, no, I'm good. I don't want to die tonight. Stranger danger. Stranger danger. Let's go to another caller. Hi. Hey, this is Mandy. Uh, this is my second time calling in. I live in the southeast part of North Carolina. And I uh, don't know exactly what is going on, but I, I feel like I have this thing where... Um, when, I, when I think of things, they happen, or if I think about someone like, oh, I need to text this lady about an order or something, and she will text me. Or I think about, um, you know, getting something to eat, and then my husband's like, oh, let's go ahead and get this. And I, we've been calling it like my manifesting or intuitions. Well, it got to the point where it was a little bit ridiculous like in my face very pronounced that that these connections were happening and at first I just thought I was making connections where there weren't any just coincidental but it's gotten to the point where it's it's no longer coincidental like it it's it's things that really do happen so much so that um, I started trying to figure out how it works and I would um, two weeks ago I was walking in the neighborhood and I saw these trees that were overgrown um, on the other side of the fence. And I remember thinking, I wonder what neighbor cuts the trees since they were overgrown um, over the fence. Well, didn't think much of it. And the next day, there were professional tree cutters out there cutting those trees. Now, these trees have been overgrown for the past year and a half that we've lived in this neighborhood. So the very next day that I thought about who was going to cut the trees, the tree cutters were out there. I thought about two people who I needed to text, and lo and behold, they reached out to me about different uh, circumstances, and I thought that that was strange. And then I said, you know, it's an internal thought of, okay, if this is real, let me see my grandpa. My grandpa passed away in February of this year, um, about a month before I had uh, his first great-grandson, so it was a very emotional time. And my grandmother now lives with my husband and I, and she helps take care of our son. And uh, two nights ago, we were putting up Christmas decorations because we always put them up the first week of November. And I pulled out a Christmas card that was from my grandparents from last uh, Christmas. And I happened to just be holding my son and I looked up and I could see the hallway in our house and I saw my grandfather. Now, I I work at a Christian school. I'm not very into this stuff. It does interest me, but I not that I necessarily believe in it, but now I always have to because I know that I saw him. He looked straight at me. He was wearing one of the shirts that I actually kept from his closet that I wore the day that I delivered our son and his uh, jeans and the belts that he always wore, and he was gone in just a, a flash of an eye. And I just remember thinking, that really just happened. And I cried. I sobbed. I miss him so much. 
And I just could not believe that I actually have seen him in my house. But I remember thinking the last time he would have been in my house last Christmas, what would have been at last Christmas, and my house would have been decorated for Christmas. So I'm sensing a connection with putting up the decorations and seeing his card and then seeing him appear. Well, my parents are trying to buy, well, they, they bought a house, but the kitchen had to be redone because of a pipe leak. And my mom said, try to see if you can get this guy to call us to finish our kitchen. So this was two days ago again. And I said, okay, internally, I'm thinking, if you could please call my mom on a Thursday. Well, I just got a text this morning that said they called me today and they'll be there to fix it tomorrow or Friday. So I'm still trying to figure this out. I didn't know if you know of anyone else that has this occurring or if this is normal. Just let me know. Thank you very much. Love listening to you guys. Bye-bye. Well, it looks like we now have a superhero. I can see the future. Well, I mean, it's like one heck of a strong intuition that she has. I mean, it's not something where I'm sure like every single thing that she thinks of just appears, but it happens frequently enough where it stands out and really kind of makes you go, that's, I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's something where, you know, like with the, the tree trimmers, for example, that she was talking about. I don't think like her thoughts of it, you know, suddenly made someone go trim the trees. But I, what my wonder about it is, is that someone else already kind of had some thoughts directed at those trees and they were getting this arranged and set up. And maybe the collect, I don't know, this is getting out there, but the collective energy of those people that were all going to be involved in trimming all those trees, I just, I don't know, brought something up and then, it, it, and then suddenly it, it happened. Or another thought could be too, you know, she, she said her last, you know, she had that thought of, they should trim those trees. But she also said that they really needed to be trimmed for the last year and a half. So I'm guessing almost every time she's gone by those trees, you're thinking somebody needs to trim those trees. <laughs> and this time, people did show up wow. to do it. But I think there's many other. That, that's just one example where I could say this is probably how it played out and, and why our minds make us feel that way. But it's probably not the case with a lot of the other things because there's other things in the story that are just... There's a sensitivity there that's quite pronounced. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. It's going to wrap up today's episode of the show. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person, an EPP. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash Real Ghost Stories. Until next time, for Harper, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. If you want more real ghost stories and access to the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories, become an extra podcast person, an EPP. Sign up now at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories.